I, Clayton Thomas, do swear that I will as searcher for guns, swords, and other weapons among the slaves in my district, faithfully and as privately as I can, discharge the trust reposed in me as the law directs, to the best of my power. So help me God. Mississippi Born, Delta Raised is a podcast that focuses on the intersection of public health and social justice issues in the Mississippi Delta. Daphne Robinson, an attorney and public health professional, is your host. George Floyd and countless other people of color at the hands of the police. I've really had to question how do we get here? Why does this keep happening? So I decided to research the origins of policing, particularly in Mississippi and the Deep South. What I discovered was shocking, but not surprising. As we see protests around the country against police brutality, this history is more relevant now than it has ever been. The origins of American law enforcement, particularly in the Deep South, has its roots in what is known as slave patrols. They were also referred to as pat rollers, patter rollers, or patty rollers. According to Professor Connie Hassett-Walker, professor of justice studies and sociology at Norwich University, these were groups of white male volunteers who were empowered to use vigilante tactics to enforce laws related to slavery. In the book, The Condemnation of Blackness by Khalil Gibran Muhammad, a historian at the Harvard Kennedy School, he describes slave patrols as groups of all white men between the ages of 21 and 45 who were forced to serve as a part of the slave patrol. The white men who participated represented every level of society. The slave patroller could be a large slave-owning plantation owner or a farmer or brick masons or other craftsmen. They generally serve for a period of time up to a year. These men often move between serving a stint on a slave patrol versus a local militia. According to the Encyclopedia of All Things Mississippi, Mississippi's slave patrol system served as an important mechanism for the white population to control the movement of slaves and prevent insurrections. These men, led by a captain of the patrol, walked or rode horses through the beat looking for slaves out at night without passes from their owners. You see, black people were very mobile, particularly in slave colonies in the South, because they were conducting the affairs of their owners. But they had to have passes when they were in places they didn't belong. Patrollers had the right to enter a slave owner's property and inspect the slave quarters for weapons or illegal assemblies of those enslaved. Mississippi law authorized patrollers to act as judge and jury, meeting out an immediate punishment of up to 39 lashes with the whip. In his memoir, 12 Years a Slave, Solomon Northrop wrote, it was the slave patroller's business to seize and whip any slave found wandering from the plantation without authorization. He goes on to say that they had the right to inflict discretionary chastisements upon a black man, caught beyond the boundaries of his master's estate without a pass, even to shoot him if he attempted to escape. Northrop wrote that one slave fled before one of these companies, thinking he could reach his cabin before they overtook him. 
but one of their dogs, a great ravenous hound, gripped him by the leg and held him fast. The patrollers whipped him severely. The Mississippi slave patrol system originated within the state militia. In 1831, Mississippi changed the law to allow towns to form their own systems of slave patrols. Two years later, Mississippi decentralized the slave patrol system by shifting control from the state militia to the county police boards, thereby allowing local authorities to modify the patrols to meet local needs. After the Civil War, Southern police departments often carried over aspects of the patrols. These included systematic surveillance, the enforcement of curfews, and even notions of who should become a police officer. Though a small number of African Americans joined the police force in the South during Reconstruction, they of course met with active resistance. The surveillance of people of color, the deputizing of essentially all white men to be police officers, and giving them the state's sanctioned right to dispense punishment on the scene. These are similarities all too familiar between the slave patrols and modern American policing of today. Consequently, the slave patrol should be considered a forerunner of modern American law enforcement in the American South, and thus is embedded with the systematic and systemic racism that makes the high numbers of people of color killed, beaten, and arrested all over this country still possible. Like I always say, you could be doing anything else right now, and you could be listening to anybody's podcast, because it seems like everybody has one these days. But instead, you're right here with me, and for that, I say thank you. My name is Daphne Robinson, 